and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, tonight we're going to have a chat about Arsenal, we're going to have a chat about Snooze, Thiago, and we'll just have, we'll try and dip into what we, we think we might see um, in the next few weeks, um, given some of the rumours that are flying around. So, um, on the panel this evening, I have uh, Beryl Akis out in the Netherlands. Beryl, how are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm um, excellent, thanks. Yes. Um, I've also got Neil Patterson in Berlin. Neil, how are you, too? Yeah, all well, man. Uh, nice to be on. Yes, thanks. yep. Um, it is indeed, uh, despite uh, another another uh, penalty shootout defeat in the Italian Yeah, well, we're becoming quite used to it now, aren't we? Like, it's, it's what yeah, we do. Turn up, go behind, come back and lose on pens. Yeah, there was a time that we never used to lose on penalties. There was time where it was just penalties, you might as well not take them, um, because we were always going to win it. Um, but those days, it seems, are, are behind us. Um, we, we, we've got to give the others a chance sometimes. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, and also, uh, out Brazil, I've got Dave Karen. Dave, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I hear you've got black rings around your eyes and big bags. <laughs> it's, um, it's a strange. I'm just, I'm just kind of working on three hour cycles at the minute, which is, which is weird. Um, but you get used to it quicker than you think. Um, so I'm in the midst of the three hour cycle wipe right now, which I'm trying to enjoy. Um, with a lovely glass of a lovely glass of wine and some stellar company. So that's that's drunk in charge of a child. <laughs> uh, I have part plans for the next few hours. He um, wouldn't be the first, <laughs> nor, nor the last. But I love stomping him. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait for the social services knock in the morning. I'm, I'm I'm ringing first thing. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't already. What, what uh, is the number of child line? <laughs> enough of my um, lack of parenting skills. Um, Arsenal's community scheme. So the lineup was, well, it, it was stronger of a stranger than I thought. I thought we were going to see a bit more experimentation. I think Trent obviously being out, we kind of expected to see Williams in there. Um, number comes into the midfield with Ronaldo and Fabinho, almost the usual. Rest of the rest of the lot, but for the, certainly the first. Well, I thought we started reasonably well. To be honest, I thought we started okay for the first ten until they scored, and I think more than anything else, it gave them encouragement, um, particularly off the confidence they gained from the result at the end of last season. And it was fairly evident that we'd lost a bit of strength down that right hand side, a lot of strength down that right hand side with with Henderson and and Trent missing, but they exploited that and they exploited it well. And I think the other thing to note is that, you know, this isn't flaky old Arsenal. This is this is a this is an Arsenal that were resilient at the back and and defended well and and David Luiz played and it was all really parallel paradox universe sort of stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean I think I think Arsenal I think you're right, Arsenal did defend well. I think um Arteta's looking looks like he's made them hard to beat, uh, and that's where he's going to start from. I mean, they've signed a couple of centre backs, um, and you know they they defended well. They shut us down. Um, 
we actually did we did start well. We actually took the lead, of course, the offside the offside goal uh, from Van Dijk, um, and we have a good chance with Milner's header, and he should probably score. Certainly hit the target. Uh, oh, I definitely score. I think. Yeah, and you know it's a different game. Then we take the lead. It's a different game, uh, but they exploit. Not only do they exploit our weak spot because it's our weak spot, but it's also their strong area, and they work it really well. They're really quick on the transition. They pull us completely out of shape. Aubameyang drops his shoulder. Nico goes the wrong way, and he bends it in the top corner, and it's one of them. Um, we didn't really get to grips with it properly the whole first half. Um, I don't think we, we registered... I don't think we registered a shot on target. We didn't. Time. We didn't. No. no. Um, so we didn't really get the grips with it after the goal. Um, and it wasn't until the second half and, and the substitutions that we we began to see the Liverpool that we, we know and love. Um, finished the game strongly. Could have won it normal time. Probably should have won it normal time. And then didn't. Lost on the pens. And, you know, it's not the end of the world, is it? It would have been nice to win. A bit disappointing how we lost it. But... Um, we lost against City last year in the same manner, and we we know what happened. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fair point, and there was there's that there's always that crazy crazy figure or statistic going around that actually makes no sense at all. That if you lose the charity shield or community shield or whatever they're calling it these days, you're actually more likely to go on to win the league. Um, bizarrely, so let's take that as a good omen, and again, let's have more of the same from last year. Beryl, it was. It was strange, I thought, that we we actually started to look more like ourselves when we changed to a shape that was less like ourselves. Um, Minamino came in and was really busy and really involved and starting to look like he, he gets it. Um, it looks potentially like something's clicked, the pennies dropped, insert, insert cliche um, of your own choosing there. But he was lively and he gets the goal and his performance is really, really encouraging. Um, the only concern that I would have is that is that because of the shape or is it because he is getting to grips with his teammates and um, maybe a bit more confident and comfortable in the surroundings? Well, yeah, that's impossible to answer, of course. Uh, I, I don't know which of the well, that's why of I those. Of course. Yeah, but, uh, you know, he, he, uh, I agree with you that he, he did play very well and he, he did change the game. And uh, um, not only because he scored the goal, but uh, I think uh, and, and the goal we, uh, we conceded was, uh, was an example of it. I think uh, Arsenal did very well to... to uh, avoid or avoid or press. So, so we we they they um, played out from the back, and they have this, you know, uh, this uh, this this game that they they even even uh, um, play back to the keeper and so and so forth. But uh, but uh, we, we didn't uh, manage to to get the ball from them uh, uh, with that press uh, in the in the first half, and and uh, and and. Uh, and actually, we did start better in the second half, but uh, um, but the press was still not functioning and, until we we changed the shape. And and uh, Minamino was was instrumental in that. I think he he was uh, he was lively and uh, he, he he seems to have uh, you know well yeah indeed uh, uh, choose your own cliche. But he seems to have gotten to grips with. Uh, 
with the the physicality that that you need to to be uh, successful in the, in the Premier League. Um, He's bulked up yeah. a bit too, Beryl, I think. Yeah, I I I, I think so too. I'm I'm not I'm not sure, of course, but you know, you, there are these players that you can that you can see that they obviously have bulked up, like like Koretska, and uh, uh, but uh, so I I didn't see him turning into the 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 Japanese Hulk, but he he, he seems he he didn't get pushed over as much. Uh, uh, recently, I watched uh, I rewatched our. Uh, game against wolves at at their stadium and uh and he played in that game and he, he and he was really poor and and mostly because he he got muscled uh, out of the game um and and it, it looked like he, he he seems to be stronger so uh, I, I i didn't think um that our tactics would would pro- would prove um, uh, difficult for him to to get uh, to grips with, but uh, but more the, the physicality, and I, he seemed, you know, he, I really liked the look of him, and he looks like an, an alternative if uh, if Bobby uh, isn't having his day, which you know uh, happens uh, quite frequently uh, lately, and um, or you know um, we want to change things up uh, uh, and try to play four two three one, which we did. Uh, uh, when when he and Nabi got on, so yeah, uh, it, it looked good. Uh, you know, it's it's sad that uh, that we didn't get to give, uh, win the game. We we could have, but uh, yeah, he he looked good. He was one of the uh, the bright uh, sparks. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's it's it's, encur- it's certainly encouraging, and he's he's one there that's now been there for, for what six eight months, something like that, and. You would hope that, as as Dave Karen likes to put it, he, he's been in the club lab long enough now that you know hopefully we should start to see him have an impact. Um, but Dave, there was, I think most notably for me, particularly in the first half, was there was just it was just all a bit pedestrian, wasn't it? Everything was a bit pedestrian. It was a bit slow. It was a bit. Um, almost lethargic. It looked like they just got out of bed and run onto the pitch without even doing a warm up. And Arsenal just looked at it more. No, without a doubt. Like to be honest with you, Andy Robertson was the only one, uh, like who looked at you know the peak where 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 our team normally is. He was the only player up until Minamino's introduction, and I thought Keita did quite well as well. The rest of them just. They seemed well off the pace of it. But then, if you recall 12 months ago, Dave, we were completely off the pace against Man City for the first half. The second half, we were brilliant. Um, now, it took the introduction, it took a, it took a bit of a, a shape shift and whatnot to, to get us to, to looking a bit better, but still maybe you know a long way off. And, and I do worry at the moment, especially about the defence, and I know we're, we're missing Trent, and I know that that's been... Um, you know, I know that, that that that's that's in the forefront of everybody's mind. You know that it's a, it's a big loss, and and you know at fullback, and also the playmaking aspect of it is a huge loss, and maybe has a knock-on effect on Salah. Salah looked miles away from it. Manny was below his usual. Um, Firmino, you, Bobby has those games, but the other two seemed a, a bit out of it. You know, Milner, you know what you're going to get. Um, but saying my worry at the moment is. You know, last season, Dave, I said at the pre-pod, when we went out, you knew our back five were completely and utterly solid. There was no question marks about them. 
just since we won this league, there's been a few question marks thrown at them, and they still don't look that. And I, I have no doubt whatsoever that that'll click back into gear again. But just at this moment in time, Dave, I'm just a bit concerned about our backline and how it's functioning. It's a, it's a, it's a fair, and reasonable concern to have. Um, there would be chief, you know, an argument that the midfield has a lot to do with how we defend. It's a lot to do with um, snuffing out those counter-attacks and, and controlling um, the passing lanes and preventing teams from effectively, extensively being able to get at the back four. And that that appears to happen less um, when when Henderson's in the pits. And the statistics seem to bear that out, where we, we do concede significantly less goals when Henderson plays. And... You know, it, maybe it's an organisational thing. Maybe it's a maybe it's a, a leadership thing. Maybe it's tactical understanding. I'm I'm not really sure. But as much as anything else, I think what we missed, and again, cliche city all over the shop here at the minute. But we missed his energy in there because as as much as we all love James Milner, he just doesn't really have the legs to give you that sort of energy and intensity. Um, so. You know, I I think the concerns around the back four are legitimate. And I think with regards to looking at results and goals conceded from we won the league and from from we we started after the lockdown, I think that's a bit of a false economy, given the position that we were in when football started again, where it was only a matter of time and we were able to be a little bit more fancy free. But there's, you know, there's a concern for me, certainly, is that what, what do we do if Henderson's missing? Because that is likely to become more and more often, given his age, given his injury history, given the demands on the players this season with the the intensity of the games. So, I don't know, where do you sit with that? And do you see a ready-made solution? Or do you think it's something we're going to have to resolve with system tweaks or, or new personnel? Yeah, well, obviously, I mean... Jordan Henderson has gradually, slowly but surely, become an absolutely vital uh, part of 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 how Liverpool play and 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 the team that's gone on to to lift Champions League and and Premier League. And you know the statistics, as you say, bear it out. I mean, what was it you said? Um, how, how we conceded what fourteen goals in in thirty games when he started. Or when he's been on the pitch. In the 30 games he's, yeah, in the 30 games he starts, we can see 14 goals, um, given that that, uh, it, that is comparable to, to Genie, where it's 28 and 37, and, and Fabinho, 26 and 28. And mm-hmm. Fabinho is supposed to be the Hoover, or you know he's supposed to be the one that is, is more defensively orientated and, and tactically aware and positionally aware. And actually... You know, when you look at it, um, a lot of those clean seats came when Henderson was playing in the six last season. If we if we can cast our mind back that far, yeah, I mean it's it's it is one of them. He's he's always been the unglamorous one, but you know those those statistics kind of speak for themselves, and and certainly the eye test over the last couple of seasons has has also borne it out. Um, he's he's absolutely integral. Uh, so what do you do without him? Well, I think Milner starts yesterday ahead of Kaida, 
because because you have Nico Williams there and there must be an, an idea of having a more workman like sort of midfield, uh more if you want kind of yeah, energetic defensive midfield. Nabi kinda I guess doesn't give you that much that much cover going back. He's very good at pressing the ball, however, going the other way and I think he when he plays he, he generally has the most pressures and the most possession regains pretty much every time he plays and certainly per ninety. Um so you get that you get that from Kaida. Um but going the other way, covering the fullback perhaps perhaps not quite as much. Um that's all I can think really. Perhaps he just wanted to get Milner on because there was no Henderson and he likes to have one of them on the pitch, particularly in, in a big game. Uh perhaps it's also just to do with, with pre season and, and getting minutes into everyone's legs, because lest we forget it's it's a bizarre schedule this year and um you know, Charity Shield has basically come in the in the middle of, of what would normally be sort of pre-season in terms of time schedules and whatever. Um, so, yeah, they, they, I think there's a little bit of everything. And, you know, it is, it's a bit of a worry how reliant sort of we become on, on Jordan Henderson in, in certain ways. Neil, do, can, can I just interrupt you? Do you not think that the team that we put out there the weekend was more than enough to beat Arsenal? More than enough to beat... And that's taken into account... You know their improvement. They still, they still really shouldn't have gotten near. I, I think it's, it's, you know, there was talk that they hadn't been training as much as us and blah blah. We looked the team that was dull, if you will. Yeah, there, there is a little bit of that, but but we have done the full training regime. They we have been to Austria and done the double sessions. You know, our lads are probably a little bit more knackered than the Arsenal lads. And, and I think, you know, you know there, there, there is form for coming back from those breaks and us not being very good. A lot, exactly. of, a lot of form for it. Exactly. And it's one of them. If Aubameyang doesn't, I don't know, you, you know, goals change games. If Milner scores, like I said, then the game is different. If Aubameyang um, doesn't just bend that in absolutely perfectly and maybe it hits the bar or maybe it's an inch or so further in and Allison saves it. You know, maybe the game is different. Certainly, if Mane finishes either of his chances, the game is different. Um, so you know, you could be looking at it in, in, a, in a different way, completely based on on very fine margins. But the first half was pedestrian. But like you said last last season against City, the first half was pedestrian. Um, it's one of them where I think we can see that. We were scintillating the second half, though Neil, in that game against City, we were brilliant. The second yeah, but half, I think, that... I think the last, I would, I would say the last half an hour, we were, we were very good. Maybe, maybe not quite the last five, six minutes, because I think we ended up a bit blunted in, in the end when Bobby comes off. But, um, but certainly from, from the Minamino and Kaida double substitution, um, for the next twenty minutes. There's only one winner. I mean, I'm positive when we go 1-1 that we're going to win 2-1. Anyone else? I felt we would win. Yeah, I think it reminded me certainly of there was a 20-minute spell against Man United last season where we were just absolutely unreal. And it was a similar sort of set of circumstances, not like not pinned in their own half, like pinned in their own penalty box. And yeah. it's sustained possession in and around the penalty area, not even in their half. It's in the final third of the pitch. And it was, it, it was at, at, a, at one point, I think it was 86% possession or something like that. 
So we were sloppy. With, we were sloppy with the possession on on Saturday. Yes, but there was one point there on Saturday, Dave, for ten minutes, where we had 80, 86% possession in and around where the goal was scored, and it really did look like we had the foot had our foot in their throat. Yeah, um, and we were we were tur- we were again to use a cliche, turning the screw, we were winding it up like, and I mean, Manny misses a couple near the end at one one where we should where they should go in. There's one where he takes an extra touch. Yeah, it's frustrating that one. And you just think I just want I just left it to score. Just I mean, you just think that's a goal. And maybe in the season it is, who knows? You know, I don't think I don't think we put too much of a stall in that in the game. We want to win, but I think more to the point we don't want to lose it in ninety minutes. And when it gets to penalties, I think everyone says, Well, it's a lottery. You know, we weren't so gutted last year when we lost it, and I, I don't think it's, I don't, and I don't think it's so much of a marker. I don't think anybody's anybody's gutted, Neil. To be honest I, with you, it's more, it's more sorry, a, I, I know what you mean. I, know what you mean. I am gutted. I am gutted. I if, if if there's a trophy there to be won, I don't care how insignificant it is, I want to win it. And it was the same with the World Club Cup, same with the European Super Cup, same with this. I don't care. I want it in the cabinet. I want to set them up. But it, it's not a trophy, though, Foxy. I don't care, mate. I don't care. I'm with you, Neil. I'm with you. <laughs> it's a shield with fucking stickers on it. That's all it is. And the money all goes right. to charge. We're not, not going to get into, we're not gonna get into the, the, the merits merits of the community. <laughs> um, as I guess you, you do have a point. Is, you know, Once upon a time, if anybody remembers, they used to share it. No, I was just going to say, we half won it. I mean, it's basically a half ours. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can look at it that way if, if we wanna if we wanna you know gum the DeLorean up. Um <laughs> That's it. Why not? That's two time. two seasons in a row of one of You know what? <laughs> See given every everything that's going on at the minute, a fucking DeLorean would be a godsend. But anyway, um <laughs> Beryl, just just coming on to coming on to the cops' decisions. He he's really hit and miss with his decisions in this game. I think you know he does. I don't. I I personally don't think he gets it right with with the Milner, um, the Milner start. Um, I think the right hand side gives us issues in a number of different varieties because you know we've talked about the defensive issues, but it also I think isolates Salah, who just cannot get into the game at all until the game, the systems the system change occurs, and. Then he makes the change at halftime, and it's great. Everything looks as though it's technically and we're, we're Liverpool again. And then there's the, the, the Curtis Jones substitution. It doesn't really work. And they seem to... They have three or four good opportunities in the last five minutes to, to break and win the game. So, uh, what, uh, Which answers your question, I think. Yeah, so on Jones, we'll go to Jones first. Do you think as talented and gifted as a footballer as he looks to be, and I don't think there's anything about that. His, his penalty was superb. It was so nonchalant. It was right inside the post. Um, but is there, do you think, um, enough tactical, possessional and defensive maturity to, to slot into that side and, and start somewhere between five and ten games this season? Well, again, again uh, a question that is hard to, to answer, but uh, I think uh, it it um, it depends on on which side he he would play because uh, generally if we play the four three three, then the the left midfielder uh, has uh, a little more um, leeway to 
to you know be creative and uh, because because money uh, has more defensive uh, discipline or has the uh, more def- defensive tasks than Salah has on the other side, uh, and and that's why probably. Uh, why Nabi generally plays on the left if if he plays. Um, so if Curtis Jones would 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 play at that side, I think he he, he could do a, a good job. But you know, would you play him uh, ahead of of Nabi Keita if if you want a, a creative midfielder in there? I I don't know. Um, but um, why I interjected just just before is is you know we we lost some some defensive solidity. When uh, when we w- uh, went to the four-two-three-one shape, um, probably also because uh, um, Fabinho isn't, of course, a central defender. He he, he can. He, I think he, he, if you would compare him to to other uh, real central defenders, he he, he wouldn't. Um, uh, you know, he, he would be pretty good comparably. But uh, yet again, he he isn't uh, really a, a central defender. So that that played a role, I think. But also, um, uh, Dave uh, Dave Karen mentioned that he thought uh, Nabi played well. But I th- I thought he played well in the first ten minutes. He came on, but after that, he lost the ball a, a couple of times. You know, not, not very in not good positions. Um, uh, his link up play with with Gomez wasn't wasn't very well, I think, and and that that led to chances as well. So. You know that's probably why he started with, uh, you know, he uh, being uh, Klopp started with the the midfield he started with, um, to 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 give some cover for uh, for Williams uh, to be solid at first and then you know uh, spring on them later in the game maybe I don't know but um, um, Curtis Jones uh, has obvious talents he's also very young and uh, and when we play the four three three we have some very uh, specific uh, tasks for for the midfield uh, position, so he 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 will need to get to grips with that. Uh, he will need to to uh, adapt to a role on that midfield, and and uh, I'm I'm sure he will in 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 due due course. But if he if if it might be too much to ask from him uh, uh, in this uh, season ahead to to play 15 games, I don't know, but. Yeah, and maybe he develops more quickly than 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 I think. Uh, I, I've seen glimpses of him that I thought were very impressive. Uh, um, was it the Chelsea game that he scored? No, it was the game before the Chelsea game. He had this dummy. Um, yeah, Villa. Yeah, that, that's where he scored. Um, so yeah, I've I've seen enough of him uh, to think that that he will uh, definitely stay and. Uh, and have a role, but um, how how big that role will be is I find that hard to predict. I have to say. Well, time will tell, as it always seems to. Dave, the other the other uh, decision that Klopp made was to bring Ryan Brewster on with I don't know eight and a half seconds remaining, and I actually I was watching the substitution and I thought to myself, is there extra time? But there wasn't extra time, and he brought him on just to take a penalty. Now. At the time, it felt a little bit like he's kind of hung him out to dry. You know, you really want to get a feel of the ball. You really want to get into the game. You really want to feel like you're you're warm and you're confident with your touch. And it's not the easiest thing in the world to do to go up and just 
take a penalty in that sort of situation without actually being involved in the game. But on the other hand, if you're Rehan Brewster, you're probably going, fucking right, boss, put me on. Yeah, I'll stick one in the tent from the spot, no problem at all. So, yeah. you know, I don't know, how do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on Brewster from the perspective of, do you see him staying? And if you don't, do you see a loan deal? Oh, God. Again, the scenario here is that there's a school of thought that potentially is do we do we keep him until close to the window's going to close and then try and farm him out in the last week if it's not going to happen? Uh, well, look, I don't think farming him out is going to be uh, much of a problem. He did uh, fairly well. I think it was Swansea he was at, and he did very well there. As to the beginning of your question, I, I think what what you're saying, I think Brewster was busting the nut to get on the pitch because, you know, the games, the friendlies that we played, I think he's three goals in 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, the kid's confidence would have been high. Yes, in 90 minutes. I think he only gets half an hour of the Salzburg game. Well, fair enough. You know, okay, so he's done well in a short space of time. But back to what you're saying, with eight seconds, that was his first touch of the football, was to take a penalty. Um, the, you know, he didn't feel his way into the game in any way or anything like that. But quite clearly, you know, he was put on there to take a pen. And, and that's what Klopp has done. And quite obviously, the kid has had the confidence to say to Klopp, yeah, I, I'm up for taking the pen, put me on. And and that's, look, it's terrible what happened to him. But Jesus, there's, you know, there's always one player has to suffer it. You know what I mean? I think it was Genie last season, wasn't it, that missed a penalty? He got subbed off before him, I think. Um, you know, there's always somebody has to be the villain in the piece. But at his age, one would hope he'll bounce back from it and, you know, take the expense. And certainly the noises that's come out of the kids since then have been very good and very positive. You know, there'll be a learning experience for him and so on. I don't see any problem with it, Dave, myself. Um, you know, you've got you've got to find out what these kids are, are about and what they're made of. And, and to, to put them in, in well, it's not a cup final, but, you know, you know the sentiment that I mean. Um, there's, no, there's no greater way of finding out than throwing them in the deep end. Um, and you know, look, it wasn't as if it was a watery penalty or anything. He took the fucking kid blasted it. He just he was about what six inches uh, yeah, he's too six high. Inches away, he's six inches away from taking a great penalty. Exactly, and and you know the fact that he had the confidence to do that, um, and you know, okay, he failed, but he hit the bar and whatever. It's not not as if he did a fucking Sergio Ramos and fucking hit at the Mars. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think it'll be a good character building exercise for him. To be fair, Dave, um, and, and and I'm almost sure I would I would I would lay a bet that he bust fucking clops here to get on to take that penalty to answer your questions. Yeah, I would I would say so too. Um, I'm I'm not sure. W- w- wouldn't you bust clops here for eight seconds? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, would. I, I I totally would. I think it's just it's a difficult one. I, 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 I do feel for him going on there and taking that penalty cold. And I, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I think Klopp nearly set him up to fail. And I love to criticise the manager, but I just feel like. You don't it, feel that Klopp, I don't think he set him up to fail. I think he showed I great confidence in him. Yeah. Confidence in him. I do as well. I think they the bound have had that discussion before he's gone on. He'll have said to him, listen, he'd probably have said to him, you know, I wanted to get you on earlier, but. You know, I, I haven't been able to, so we're going to bring you on now, but only if we're going to take a penalty because, you know, 30 seconds left. So he's obviously said, yeah, I'm up for it. I'll take a pen. He's gone on. And if he puts it in, he's fucking laughing. He's loving it. He's been given a great chance. And unfortunately for him, 
he hasn't been able to take it. And it is one of them, you know, it, he's not a child anymore. He's fucking, he's 20 years old. He's probably older than 20, in fact. He's he's done his years on loan. He's been at Liverpool a long time. He's been talked about for a long time. And he's got to take his chance now. And it might not be this season. It might be one season too early. Maybe he has to go out on loan again. Fair enough. But if he's not going to do it now or next season, then he's not going to do it for, for Liverpool, I wouldn't have thought, unless we're going to persevere with him forever and ever and ever. You know, at so some this, is point, thing on, this is the thing on Brewster, Chief, and I think there's pros and cons about sending him out on loan, but I think it's fairly evident there's one area of his game where we don't need to work on, and that's sticking the ball in the net. You know, Well, that's I, it. He can score pens, do you know what I mean? But yeah. He can score all types of goals. But that's yeah. that that's not the, that's not the area of game the area of his game that needs work. So the concern that I would have is if you fire him out on loan again, are the elements of his game that we need him to improve on to be able to deputize for Firmino, for example, are they gonna get the coaching and the development that he needs if he's gone and starting as a lone striker for West Brom? Oh no! Oh, but only, but only, I mean, the loan thing is only. But there's two things, right? The loan will be tailored anyway, chief. Tailored yeah. to the right club to give him the it right result. It absolutely has to be somewhere, you know, somewhere like Leeds, maybe if he can, if you know, with Bielsa, somewhere, somewhere that's going to play a style of football, a progressive style of football that, that's similar to Liverpool, but also somewhere where he's he's going to play, he's going to start, and it's going to be. I think it has to be in the Premier League now because yes, he can score goals, but he hasn't scored goals in the Premier League yet, and that has to be the next step if we are going to send him out on loan. And no plan for a team that's, you know, I don't know how West Brom play these days. I think it's slapping bullets there, is it? And I haven't, I, I don't really know what style of football to play, but I know what you mean. You know, um, it, it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be much use sending him to play for for David Moyes at West Ham. For example, um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be much use sending him to to a lot of clubs, but Sheffield United I think is being talked about. There's another club that Bright Brighton's being talked about. That could be interesting. They play, you know, they try to play yeah, football the right be, way. I think that one would make sense. Yeah, because I think he would start. I think he's better than any striker they have. So I think he would he would probably start for them, and I think they're they're moving in the right direction. And if they manage to keep hold of this Ben White kid, they they could have a good chance of of certainly staying up and improving on their position from from last season. He um, signed a new contract, Ben White. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. He's actually signed, has he? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, cool, cool. So I don't know whether that's with a, with a view to kind of uh, Brighton getting more for him when they finally do do sell him. Or whether he'll actually stay, but I think mean, I think they have issues at centre back. So um, I think it's Duffy and Dunk, isn't it? So they're not they're not they're not the not the not the greatest. Um, so he he could make a difference for them. But yeah, I think I think Brewster would have to go if if he was were to go on loan, it would have to be absolutely the right club, and, and we may keep him around if we may keep him around until late in the window. I think the only issue, obviously, is if he actually ends up staying with us, is then it's okay to have him training with us. That's great, and he'd probably pick up a lot in training and stuff. But he also has to play, and you know, given that, 
given that we are trying to defend, not only defend a Premier League champ, uh, title, but also probably trying to go for a double in, in the Champions League as well, you you probably want a better fourth choice, potentially a more 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 guaranteed fourth choice. I don't know. What more do seasoned, think? more seasoned. Yeah. yeah, more seasoned, more, and and someone who you know already is going to, is going to be or or you pretty much sure is is going to fit in with your um with your style of play. You see, I, I think know. there's an interesting there's an interesting comparison with Mason Greenwood here, who has got games because. Well, basically, Dan James isn't that good. Um, and they've been forced to play him. And he has grown and grown and grown and looks like a real talent. And as good as it is for Liverpool that we have the armory that we do, um, it's not great for Ryan Brewster. And but, Dave, the pathways, have, the pathways are there. You know, we've seen it with Trent and whatnot. So clearly the staff at Melwood... If they send him on loan again, don't feel that he can carry that at, at, well, at Premier thing. League level. This is the thing. This is this is the interesting thing. I think I I personally think that if if he does go out on loan, um, I don't see him having a career at Liverpool. I, I would agree with that. Actually, uh, I would agree with that a hundred percent. I think that uh, you know it's it's got to be now or never. You know, you send him away, he comes back at twenty one again. It's not a great age, Dave, but. You know, you, you, you've been contracted to Liverpool for X amount of seasons and, you know, bar friendlies, you're not really getting a look in. Yeah, well, we're, we're good luck to Rian. I, I think he's a real talent and, you know, hopefully he can maybe get us ten, maybe get 10 games for us this season and score 85 goals. They're all... I want to come on to the, the, the right-back situation. Um, we signed the left-back because... Everybody said nobody can replicate what Andy Robertson does, and it compromises our play so much. And they're all right, but the same issue exists on the other side with Trent because the role that he plays is so bespoke, it's so um, defined by him as a footballer. And realistically, if I if I'm looking at that team and and Trent isn't available, who would I play at right-back? And I'm kind of thinking, I'd probably play Fabinho at right-back. So, you know, what what do we do with, what do we do with Nico Williams? Because I think it it changes and I think this may, again, this comes back to the issue that we saw against Arsenal, it changes the, the roles and responsibilities of the midfield when when Williams plays and it's not something that they're 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 used to doing. So do we try and develop him into that player or do we let him kind of find his own feet? Or do we just go, you know what, fuck this. Um let's just try and replicate eighty percent of what Trent does, which is easier for everybody else to kind of get the grips with around that player who's playing that position. Um yeah, I I, I would I would say, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be it would be unfair to to expect uh, from anyone uh, to to give the same output that that Trent has. Um, maybe uh, a year or one and a half years ago, we could still say, yeah, he, he he's he's a very good footballer, but but he has some defensive uh, uh, problems, flaws, you could say. But uh, that isn't the case uh, anymore. Uh, even so, uh, it, it would be unfair to 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 compare him with uh, w- with Trent. Uh, 
who who is uh, a couple of years older and uh, a couple of years uh, and probably uh, um, has more talent than than Williams. It, it's it's more talent than pretty much anybody who plays in position. <laughs> yeah, I is, think it's a, yeah, it's, it's a problem, isn't it? Uh, it isn't a problem because we have him. So, but uh, it it would be a problem if you would try to replicate it, um, uh, and if you would expect that uh, that that a nineteen year old uh, right back who is who who, who has, um, you know, um, ha, ha, has now achieved. Uh, uh, you know, not not achieved, but but uh, is now considered to be uh, the understudy, but only because he 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 has developed more quickly than than some other players. Because you know, we were expecting Hoover to be the understudy, maybe in a year. Um, so Williams uh, has developed uh, a lot better than than uh, people thought, uh, even at the academy, and that's why he he got the chance, and and he he did. You know, uh, I th- I thought it was pretty impressive uh, in the in the couple of games that he played um, in the end of the uh, last season and in some cup games, I believe. So um, I I don't I don't think he was exposed because you know he was playing against uh, one of the worst uh, uh, players to come up against. I I think uh, uh, you know in Obama Young. So. Uh, and and but he was also exposed because our press wasn't working. So you know I referenced it before. And, and the the ball, uh, if if Arsenal or any other team are are allowed to to give that out ball to uh, the the left uh, their left attacker, then you are bound to be exposed. Uh, and more so when Henderson isn't playing, and more so when. Uh, um, you know, some um, some of the, the 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 routines that we usually have uh, um, um, when we are playing uh, more regularly and, and not not in preseason. Uh, this is getting a very long sentence, but you know, what I'm trying to say is, it, it would be unfair to 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 judge uh, Williams on this game on on the mistake he he obviously made. For that goal, but uh, I, I think there's there is uh, enough talent in there to, to try to develop him. I think you could play Gomez uh, on right back. You could uh, you could play Fabinho on on right back, who has uh, lots of experience at that uh, at that spot. Uh, Fabinho is a, is a very valuable player in that sense. Uh, you know, he can he can play a centre back, so you can shift uh, Gomez to to the right back position, which we did uh, in the in the Arsenal game. Uh, you could also uh, uh, leave Gomez at uh, uh, at center and uh, shift Fabinho there. So I, I think uh, it. You know, if if Trent were to be and and uh, I hope this this never happens, but if he were to to miss a, a large portion of of a season, then it would be a concern, uh, probably, um, possibly. But uh, if if he is to uh, and he, being uh, Williams in this case, uh, uh, if he is to to be the understudy for you know uh, 15, 20 games in a season, I think that 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 would be very good, and he would learn his trade, and and we we could um, more fairly uh, assess uh, whether we think he's good enough um, come next season. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, again. It's going to be interesting to see how he does develop. Has it been a false dawn? Has he had a, a, 
a growth spurt, if you want, and and kind of found his his ceiling, or is this the start of of significant development in this game? And we'll, you know, it's only going to be time and games are going to allow us to. Dave, we have more, and, and, and like South America, you know, you get these kids coming through and they're they're pushed into first teams at 16 and all the rest of Sometimes they're just absolutely fucking magnificent at that age. And they just don't develop. Yeah. You know, they, they seem to regress. And, and you know, as I say, it's much more apparent here than it is in Europe um, because they're given the opportunities in first teams so soon. So, you know, it, just because they're great at 17, 18, 19, doesn't mean to say that they're going to be great at 25. No, it doesn't. And and the, the, the counter-argument can be made. Just because they're not great at 18, 19, 20, 21 doesn't mean they, they're not going to be great at 24, 25. You know, Kane's a really good case in point. Um, you know, at 18, 18, 19, 20, nobody thought he was going to be anything. Um, and there he is, banging goals in every, every season. For whatever reason, because I don't really understand how he does it. Bit like <laughs> I was just about to have a rant, uh, but but you cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. Um, I, I've got your back on that one for a change. So, listen, Dave. Let's let's do let's do five or ten minutes on on the dreaded Tiago watch. Um, it rumbles on. It's still it's still nothing. There's there's sounds coming out about Manchester United, and I'm gonna push this forward because I'm I'm sticking the gun for this theory. I'm, I just feel a lot like this is um, the the Thiago Alcantara propaganda train. I think there would be a lot of people who are on social media tweeting Thiago this and Thiago that who wouldn't have given him a second thought had this not happened. He's become the most talked about footballer in Europe um, because of the the attention. No, that'll be Lionel Messi at the moment. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's maybe fair, but again... That's kind of been that's kind of swept away by the fact that the league have come out and said that yeah you're gonna have to pay whoever wants them have to pay a seven hundred million pound release clause. Absolutely so, can afford it. Well, maybe so, maybe so. Um, but again, it, it, this is something which just isn't going to go away. It's, it's not. It, it's not. It's going to rumble on right until until the window closes. If if not. Or or the day, the deal gets done, or we come out and physically say we're not interested in this guy, which we haven't done. I know you're very Dave. I I've I've very little to say on this. I've done, you know the last two pods we've we've covered it extensively, and nothing's really moved on. I do buy into your uh, theory. I think Chief said it in, in pre pod. About this is this is a play from from Bayern Munich to get the money that they want from Liverpool because the guy basically wants us. We haven't come out to say we don't want him. So my opinion on it is we still want them. I would say there's a ninety percent chance we get him because of his desire. Forget your Manchester Cities, forget your Manchester United. Just like Van Dyke, he and, and Allison, he wants Liverpool. And, you know, we've seen this with Barcelona, we've seen it at Real Madrid, we've seen it with the big clubs. When a player wants to go to you, the club just sits stump uh, and, and until Bayern Munich just have to play ball because there is no other destination for him. I think, honestly, that's where I am. With I know you don't think he's coming, I think he's coming, and that's my reasons for it. Okay. Um, there, there was an interesting piece, Chief, um, by a journalist. Then the club's already decided what he wants to do with him, how he wants to use him. It's going to be in a midfield three at the tip of a a, tri- a triangle, if you want, with Fabinho and Henderson normally playing as a double pivot. Um, so is that an accommodation for that player? Or has Klopp decided that 
for us to kind of move forward as a, as a team, and we've seen this team evolve year after year after year, is the next step of the evolution to do something where we can provide a bit more solidity, um, maybe give the fullbacks even more responsibility and have that playmaker in there. And does that, does that, does this signing, I suppose, potentially signal a change in Klopp's thinking that? Four three three is where we're at, and we will rarely deviate from it except for break glass scenarios such as Saturday past. Yeah, I think I think Klopp's very much aware that you cannot, and and if uh, if it's time in Dortmund taught him uh, anything, it was that you cannot just go to keep essentially keep going to the well with the with the same thing time after time after time. Eventually. Eventually, you know, other teams catch up. It's that old cliche, and we've done cliches to death tonight, but you will, isn't it, say they've got found out. Yeah, yeah, found out is, is one way of putting it. That's how, how the common parlance. But, yeah, other teams have, have worked out a way of, of how to combat that, and that might involve those other teams completely deviating from their normal patterns of play to play you, but if it works for them, they'll do it. And, you know... Um, and in this, in this climate with points being gathered the way they have done in the last two seasons, it only takes four or five teams a season to do that, and all of a sudden you're playing catch-up. Yeah, absolutely. And club found out quite in the harshest possible way at, at Dortmund when uh, when that happened, and it was combined with, with injuries, really bad injuries for him, which crippled his team. But they ended the first half of the Bundesliga season, I think, in rock bottom. Um only to come back and finish, I think, sixth or seventh. But but still, I mean, the wheels the wheels fell off because of a combination of circumstances. So I think he's certainly evolved as a manager, and we've seen even at Liverpool, he's evolved during his time as as Liverpool boss. Um, I think he's in a much stronger position now as Liverpool manager uh, than than at Dortmund in that he gets to keep his best players and he can add to them generally with the players that usually that he wants. Um, I think that we, you know, I agree with Dave. You know my position. We, we've, we've spoken a lot about Thiago, and I, I think we will get him. I, I think that it makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Uh, we've talked already about um, Jordan Henderson. What do we do when he's missing? Well, you play Thiago. Um, I don't know about the idea necessarily of, of a journalist actually having an idea of what Klopp's exactly going to do with Thiago if and when we, we do sign him. Uh, that might be a little fanciful, perhaps a, a little bit of a punt from from the journalist, but um, but I think he'll. It, it makes sense when you're going to have to go into a season playing a game every three days where your midfield options, although although on paper they're plentiful in practice, they're not always the most robust. Um, and it's the position that's most labour intensive in your. Um, in your team, and I think at the same time as well, you want to add, you, you, if you can add some creativity while you're also adding, you know, solid, uh, good defensive play, tactical notion, all the rest of the things you're getting with the player, then then it makes absolute sense. Uh, in this season of all seasons, when the when the schedule is so mental, um, to be overstocked in inverted commas in that area makes a lot of sense to me, especially when, again when you see Fabinho drop back to centre-back yesterday and, and, and so on. You know, that's obviously something that's in his mind. Um, 
and to be able to, to, to flick between systems is is only helpful uh, to have, you know, you need different ways to skin a cat. And that was what was so good about us last season was we found a way to win no matter what. And yeah, post-lockdown, things were different. But in the, in the meat of the season, whatever you put up against us, we beat. Um, yeah, that's there too. But I think, I think in that scenario, we, we found a way to win with, for want of a, a for want of better phrases, guts and determination and resilience and and the, cleverness. The, the, the fable you know, never say die attitude. But there is that, but but also with with really cleverness, with tactical with, or tactical shifts or or really apparent shifts in style of play or shape. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have to, and then Klopp knows as well. We're we're going to have to um, adapt our style of play because of the way teams are, are going to sit deep against us. Um, they have already to a certain extent, but when you get a team like Arsenal uh, under Arteta, who who can sort of can sort of show the way a little bit, uh, I think their hoodoo against us is obviously broken after getting the lucky win in the league because of our mistakes. And their tail is up a little bit, and you know they defended very, very well. And if you if you defend that low, and you've got a if you've got a midfield like that, and you don't have a trend, and it's not coming from the wide areas, or if you're happy enough to say you'll deal with balls from the wide areas, but you're not getting through the middle, then Liverpool have to think of a, of another way, of a way to get through the middle. And it was interesting that Minamino played played much more direct, played much more through the center. Um, you know, looking to get second balls, looking to get uh, bobbles, looking to, you know, playing a, a little bit more like Suarez in a way that it doesn't have to be beautiful, doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna stand there like like a wall, then we're gonna we're gonna take the rebounds, and in the end, that's how we we sort of score our goal. And you know, we need we we need different ways to play. So I think I think we need to freshen as well. So there are a lot of arguments to, as to as to why we should which we should sign him and. Like Dave says, I, I agree with him. I think I think it's ninety percent sure that we we will get him. What Arteta did uh, in both games against us that he uh, you know and and in both games they were lucky to win, but but still uh, they they um, they gave freedom to to two of our middle mid midfielders and and pressed uh, everyone else uh, and 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 this is exactly what we you know what we can deal with. In, in such games, because you know those two midfielders uh, don't have the creativity to to do um, and, and don't have the freedom to do uh, something that you know would would uh, would, would uh, you know, create goals. So uh, this would be another argument to 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 be able to mix things up to 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 have uh, you know a, a different uh, arrow to our bow, if that's an expression, and and and, and otherwise I've just coined it. Um, um, uh, I, and uh, another argument to have that um, that other midfielder that has some talents that we at this point don't possess. I'll I'll just I'll just counter that argument um, by suggesting that is that not what Naby Keita was supposed to do? Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> and. and and well, he hasn't, and for 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 several reasons. And I, I'm not I'm not losing faith, and uh, I, I'm I'm on record on this podcast, um, uh, professing uh, and uh, confessing my love for uh, for for Navigator, the the football player. But uh, 
Um, yeah, well, he hasn't shown it yet. So, um, uh, and and in 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 bursts and and sometimes yeah. in uh, flashes, mid-games. we've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and but but yeah, even in this game, uh, uh, again, I thought he started really well, and then he 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 did some, you know, daft uh, dribbles in, in in wrong parts of the of the of the of the pitch. Um, and 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 lost the ball and and gave away chances etc. So I I I don't think he has been consistent enough. Uh, uh, and I think this is exactly what what we wanted from him. Um, but he, he hasn't delivered that yet. And and I'm I'm willing to give him the chance to to do it. But you know at the same time he has had two seasons, and um, and uh, there were injuries and there were uh, you know uh, very unfortunate uh, injuries. Uh, um, uh, the, the timing. So the, was, this was, is the season he needs to deliver. Beryl is, is what you're saying. He has uh, to deliver this. There, there, yeah. There's no excusing a third season like the two that's gone before. No, no, no. That, that, uh, that, that, you know, uh, if you want to 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 counter the fact that that, that you know, uh, I don't want to say we are being found out, but that, um, at the same time, uh, there are some some really good managers, uh, really good coaches, who have. Um, found ways to counter uh, our our four three three tactics that which won us the league, but uh, and that then you have to 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 be able to adapt to the new situation and we, and we need him to 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 do that and and at the same time you you can't ask uh, from him that he does that on his own so maybe uh, even if, if Navi starts to deliver. Um, he, he, maybe we shouldn't expect him to do that for 38 games uh, plus uh, Champions League games, and, and we need some somebody else uh, who do uh, who could do the same thing uh, or m- maybe even better. So, yeah, I, I think uh, th- there are lots of reasons uh, to to get Thiago, Thiago in. Uh, I just seen this uh, uh, this clip that the 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 Spanish Federation has uh, has uh, put on on Twitter. Of him and uh, and Rodri, but you know uh, Rodri is just uh, passing him the ball back, but he he's doing lots of trickery with the ball. You know, uh, uh, it's it's like a commercial, uh, a come and get me plea, uh, you you might say, but um, hopefully directed to us. But um, yeah, I, I would I would think there's a lot. It makes lots of lots of sense to to get him, uh, if only for the matter that we just spoke of. Yeah, so I'm like I'm purely playing devil's advocate. I've I've, I've, I've probably more faith in that Naby Keita than I, sh- I should do. Dave, c- can I ask you? Can I ask you straight? Do yeah. you want Thiago? Yeah, I'd love him. You do. So no, yeah. no, that's it. Because you know you're always. I don't think we'll get him. Do and I'm just wondering, is the driver of that that you're not fan- you don't fancy him much? No, I think he's he's I think he's a fantastic player. I think for years he's been an underrated player. I remember. But I fuck it, it must be a long time ago now, given he's 29, but I think it was the under-21 European Championships and, and Spain won it. And he scored a hat-trick in the final. And I was thinking, I think he finished top goal scorer with seven goals in the tournament or something like that, and he was playing the tournament. And I was thinking to myself, is he not like a fucking deep-line playmaker? And and he was, but it was just one of those one of those moments where you think to yourself, he scored seven goals in that tournament and, and a hat-trick in the final, and he's a deep-line playmaker. And so he must be head and shoulders above every other player in that tournament. You know, it must be like for him in that tournament must have been like the 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 kid in the playground that inevitably goes on to be George Best, running around just 
literally playing football by himself while all these 20 other kids fucking chase after him and try and get the ball off him unsuccessfully. Um, and, you know, there was no surprise that when Guardiola went to Barn, he was the pick. He was Guardiola's man and he wanted him above all, everybody else. He wanted him. And, you know, if, if that's not a testament to his ability, then I don't know what is. And you've seen the YouTube clips and you know what he's won. And he's a fabulous, fabulous footballer. So I absolutely do. Um, I just have reservations, Dave, over... I, I don't want to say I've reservations over the ownership, but I've reservations over people's confidence that things are just normal now, um, financially speaking, and the fact that I do... But, have Dave, this, is, this isn't a, a huge financial outlay in, in, in transfer terms. You know, it's, it's like it's, it's a nominal fee, really. Like, well, really, €30 million is a nominal, nominal fee. It's a nominal fee, right? If you look at it's 30 million for that sort of player, but it's not really 30 million for that sort of player. It's 30 million for that sort of player for a year because we can pick them up next season for free. So it's not about paying 30 million for the player. It's about paying 30 million for the player for to get him a year early. You know, it would have been a bit like signing Kaida for 85 million instead of 55 million or whatever it was. So, 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 so this lends itself then perfectly into the game of bluff that's going on at the moment. It's, it's like a high stakes poker game. And, you, you know, ultimately the player himself has said he's not playing for Bayern again. Um, and if he, if his desire is as strong as we are led to believe that it is that he wants to come to Liverpool, it's a matter of us just sitting tight and playing the game and calling Bayern's bluff. Just to jump in for a second, like I mean, it it becomes a p- point. You're absolutely right. It's thirty million for a year in in one sense, and I think it becomes a point at what price is it worth the value to Liverpool for that year? Should you know? If, if signing him this year ensures that you maintain your position at the top of the Premier League and sorry and uh, and, and 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 challenging uh, the very final stages of the Champions League you know at what stage are you prepared to, to deal if you're Liverpool for that privilege and, and it's uh, interesting Neil as well you know that both Manchester clubs second and third finished um, in the season past are the two clubs that Bayern have pulled out of the hat you are direct challengers as they see it as perfect. as his next destination absolutely and it, it stands to reason and it makes perfect sense I mean whether there's genuine interest there I'm doubtful especially given the signings that, that, that they're making and, and the fact that by all accounts Guardiola and Thiago fell out while um, while they were both at, at Munich together in the end, um, plus the idea of this new challenge thing doesn't. I mean, we talked about that last last week as well. It doesn't really stack up going back to Guardiola and and, and City and and so on. So it, it, it's one of them. Back to sort of my original point. At what point did, did Liverpool push the button and say, yeah, that's worth it? Uh, tw- I, I I would I would venture around about twenty million twenty million pounds, twenty million euros plus. Plus, a, you know, five million add-on, something like that. I think Liverpool will be will be prepared to to deal, and I think, like I said, it it'll probably happen because it makes sense for all parties. Bayern want to make some money. Thiago has his heart set on Liverpool. Liverpool could really do with the player. Plus, it is the the kind of cut price sort of bargain deal that FSG do like to do from time to time. It's a name for Nike. He's a Nike athlete. All all these things just sort of tie in. So yeah, uh, at some point I think Liverpool are are prepared. I don't think we want to leave it for a year. 
to be perfectly honest. I mean, we could, and, and that's always the, the bargaining chip that we have sort of up our sleeve, but I don't think it really suits anyone. Um, I don't think I don't think Thiago wants to run down his contract after he's, he's made it so clear that he's leaving. I don't think Bayern really want him there yeah, to run down. No, that's, that's what I mean. Is there a way back from there, Neil? Do you feel it? If, if we said that and he really wanted us and it ends up in a Naby Keita type situation? I would, I would, I would he seems to have nailed his colours to the mask when yeah. it comes to leaving the club. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And I think that, to be honest, if he goes, well, when he goes, he's going this summer. So I think Liverpool need to need 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 to make that deal this summer and probably will because I don't think there is real competition at the moment. That will only happen if it if it becomes clear that Liverpool and Bayern are really at an impasse and and they're going to really push for the extra five ten mil whatever it is. I would doubt that they'll do that given the service Thiago's given and you know the way German clubs are generally run. They'll probably just want to wrap it up. Um, but we shall see. Yeah, two two very shrewd operators, probably the two shrewdest operators in, in, in transfer business in Europe, facing off against one another, trying to get the best deal. And I just wonder, is is, is an agreement found? I suppose is is my concern with it. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm not negative around it because I, I don't want the player. What, a, what an unbelievable asset it would be. So, something to add to that squad that we absolutely do not have. Um, you know, that sort of invention um, can win you 15, 20 points a season, you know, and it would be invaluable, absolutely invaluable. So, so yeah, um, one can only hope, but aside from that, you know, the new season's, what, a week away, kind of, isn't it? Well, a week and like 10, 10, 11 days away, so I don't think anything's going to be done before then. But unless we have any other business, guys, um, I think that's us for the meantime. Why you want to talk about SAR, no? Quickly. I'll, I'll talk about SAR if you want. like. Because um, I'm, I'm intrigued by that one, Dave, to be honest with you. And, I can, and the more that I look at it, the more it's making sense. And, you know, the age the of... Sense. This one makes all the sense in the world to me, yeah. Dave, for all the reasons that Thiago doesn't make sense, because profile, age... Um, wages, uh, potential um, uh, a potential increase in, in the player's value and, and resale value. Big, big mates with money, so, you know, can settle in nice and easy, has the Prem experience, um, all, can play all those, things, all all those positions across the front have. three. No brainer. Yeah, all those things that all those things that Thiago doesn't have, that, that's why it makes sense to me from the owners, from, historic, from players that we've signed historically under this ownership. No, that's fair, so but I that, ju- no, no, that, 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 that's more than enough. It's, as I say, I just, I just would be remiss not to mention it because it, it's one that, if if it does come off, Dave, I, I, it'll be very exciting. Yeah, it's it's one that's been rumbling on for a while, Beryl, Um and there, I think it's clear from the Werner links, the 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 ongoing, ongoing Werner links that obviously eventually didn't happen. That we are in the market for a player in that area of the pitch, somebody who is. PC young, flexible, um, and can deputise for for the front three because you're playing you're playing realistically probably at least fifty games at the very minimum fifty games a season fifty games this season and it's in a very very short period of time so um, that sort of profile of player um, surely kind of just dropped off the radar because Werner because because Werner's wages were 
too much for us to stomach. Uh, I think um, uh, Werner had this release clause, uh, 55 million uh, euros, I believe, uh, but his wages were uh, a stumbling block. Uh, if, if you know, the things I've read uh, are uh, to be believed. Um, um, Sar, I believe Watford paid some 27 million for him last year. So, yeah, if 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 we can get him for 40, I think that will be a realistic uh, fee. And he has all sorts of attributes. You know, he is young. Yes, uh, granted. Um, I, I I don't think I don't think that uh, that that we have one profile that that we target for for transfers. We we don't only look for people for for players that have resell value because we don't resell. Uh, unless a player isn't good enough, and, and then we, you know, um, uh, offload them for yeah, I, again, you know, like Solanke. I, I don't want to, to to shade the player, but uh, we we got him for uh, the arbitration fee, I believe, uh, around ten million or something like that, and we we sold him for twenty million. But we we don't sell Salah or Mane or Firmino. We don't sell our best players anymore. You know, Coutinho was the last one. Um, and if 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 uh, uh, if there were to be a player now, uh, one of our um, uh, you know uh, first eleven to to uh, in, to you know who wants to leave, then and we will probably sell him. But we are not looking to sell uh, players um, anymore. I don't I don't think so. Would he fit the uh, the profile? Uh, he would fit the profile in the sense that if if they want to pay forty million for him, then they must think that he has the potential to be a successor to either Mane or Salah, and and that m- might be the case because you know he has some raw attributes. I think are very exciting. Uh, I've talked about him b- before. I think he he. He reminds me of a young Mane, and you know um, there are some differences. He's bigger, he's 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 uh, taller. Um, uh, so so it, it's it's not it's not a, a, um, it's it's not a perfect fit with Mane, but you know it, it's a good comparison because he's also a winger, he's also quick, he's also from Senegal. So you know that, that, there's that. So, but I, I think uh, he will be very interesting to 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 get in, to to provide some cover and maybe even some competition for for the front three players and uh, especially for Salah and for Mane. Um, uh, at this point, we have um, Elliot for Salah. Shakiri is 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 always injured, and which is you know a bit of a disappointment, I have to say. Uh, Origi, um, you know, he, he can he can do something else than than Mane, but uh, never consistently, um, and not in the last season. I uh, I have to say, so uh, I love him to bits, but it's uh, it's probably time for him to to move on and and find a place where he could play week in week out. Um, so yeah, and uh, all that considering uh, considering all that, uh, I think it would be uh, Sar would be a very good name, would be a, a good transfer um, if we can make it work with the Pozzos who are aren't known to be uh, uh, you know they they sold Richarlison for 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 fifty million to to I don't know some club. 
Uh, I, I I can't remember what club, but uh, so yeah, they 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 will probably ask a, a lot of money for him. But if if it's the forty million, I think it would be a a, a good transfer. Yeah, chief. It's you know you've got to imagine that you've got to imagine that that area of the pitch is something that the ownership and the manager and the transfer committee don't know if that's a bad word anymore. But you've got you've got to imagine that that's still you know an area that they want to they want to fill in this window. You would imagine so with the with the non-completion of the Werner deal, it it suggests that there's still a gap. In that area, uh, we've discussed already a few times, and you know we discussed Brewster earlier in the show, and neither of them is is convincing as a as a fourth choice, really. Uh, Minamino we discussed as well looked like he's, he was coming into things, but also you know a, a different kind of player and and not somebody you're you know not not somebody in the same mold as, as what you really want chief you really you really want maybe Brewster in two years or Elliot in four years that's what you really want yeah I mean, I mean I I think I I would go along with 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 what uh, Beryl said there that the raw attributes what Sar has I think is I think if you're Jurgen Klopp and, and Pep Linders and you're looking at that and looking at him you're thinking you're you're licking your lips basically. You're 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 drooling. You're thinking in, in within a season you can make him into so much more, and within two seasons you can make him world class. Uh, I think he's got the pace, he's got the build, he's got the physique. He's he's obviously got the experience. He's racked up a lot of games already. He's racked up high transfer fees already. He seems to have the attitude and the dedication. Uh, he seems to be very grounded. I th- I just think this the sky's possibly the limit. I've got a, a mate who's who can't get over the the misses that he had in the first game against us when we beat Watford and just doesn't doesn't rate him as as you know a finisher and you know I I, I look back and I think of 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 Henri when Wenger signed him and he was a winger and he couldn't couldn't score for Toffee um and look what he became and I just think Sar's got that rangy stride he's He's comfortable coming in off off the wing and and already looking to score as well as the setup. He's he's not just the he's not the kind of winger in inverted commas that just has a head down and gets to the byline and sticks across. And he's always looking to to link up. Um, he's also good at playing on the shoulder. Um, I just I think he would be he would be now he he would be for me an astute signing and someone who could come in and 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 do a bit of a job here and there and. and you hopefully train him up, but within a year, I think he could be something very, very exciting indeed. Um, so I would be right behind that sign. I think it'd be really exciting if we could, you know, if we could get Thiago and Saar wrapped up this transfer window by October fifth. I think I, I'd say we've we've had a successful one, given we've already signed the the left back. Yeah, there will be weaknesses here and there that you can point to, as we already have on, on the show. Um, but I think you know there's only so much you can really wish for, and, and with, with those players we added to what we've already got, which is formidable. Um, we we're, we're kind of absolute favourites, I would say, to go on and win the title. I mean, you've heard the ex-players from other clubs chime in on if Liverpool get Thiago. None of them are saying, yeah, that's a shit move. I don't know why they're going for him. He's 29. I don't, you know, they're all saying, fuck, if they get him, forget about it. 
So I want to get him and I want to get Saar. And, you know, I just want to keep moving. I, I don't think that's too much to ask for, really. Um, I don't think it's thinking about being mad and, and blowing the bank and, and all the rest of it. I think it's fairly circumspect given the circumstances and, and, and given where we are in spite of the pandemic. Uh, so I think that, that would be great business. And I hope we go on and do that. Yeah, um, I, I I can I can totally echo those those comments. I'd, I'd be delighted if we if we we rocked into the start of October whenever the window closes and and, and those two guys were on our books. Um, it's dreamland for me. Um, what I would say is I think that before that happens, we're going to have to see some some guys clear out their lockers and um, get a taxi down to John Lennon um, before before that happens. So agents. Agents Dakiri and Origi and whoever else, get your fucking fingers out and get some shit sorted out so we can get some get some transfer excitement going. So I think that will probably do it. Okay, so guys, thanks thanks for thanks for joining me. And until next time, after the phenomenally exciting international break where Northern Ireland take on the mighty Romania with hopefully like Ellie Dumafescu and all playing, that would be great. Dumafescu playing right back, I really enjoy that. Playing up front. (laughs) Georgie Hadji. Florin Ranachoyu, that would be great. If if we could do that. Yeah, exactly. Those those days are gone, Dave. If they they could could put a shirt on now, just just for a Friday night or Thursday night, that would would be great. But until next time, up the... (laughs) Up the fucking pandemic transfer window reds. <laughs>